Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts, designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubita. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Uh, well, so I'm in the off season right now. I, I just I did eight shows this year or last year, 2018. Um, so I was dieting for eight months, and I was tough, man. By the eighth show, I was like, Why did I sign up for this? But basically, um, while I'm in prep, I can get down. My lowest was at Olympia. I was about 3%. Hey guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks or shortcuts to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. My name is David Ubita, and I am your host. Hey, in episode 26, I've got to admit, this is or has been one of my favorite interviews. I've been a bodybuilding fan for many, many years. And uh, we had a chance to catch up with IFBB Pro Champion, trainer and entrepreneur Brandon Hendrickson. Now, in this episode, we talk about his journey as a professional bodybuilder and the mindset needed to win the sport's most prestigious titles like the Arnold Classic back in 2016 and the Mr. Olympia contest in 2018. And we dive into some other things. You're not going to want to miss this episode, so stay tuned. Hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Ubita. Uh, on our call today, we have a very, very special guest, an inspiring story, in fact. Uh, his name is Brandon Hendrickson. And uh, Brandon, are you on the line? Oh, yeah. We're here, man. We're live. Happy <laughs> to be here, Dave. Awesome. Awesome. It is an honor to have you on the show. And for those of you on uh, listening to the podcast today, I want to uh, acknowledge Brandon for his patience as uh, sometimes technical difficulties can be such a pain in the ass. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's life. It is what it is. And we're here. Brandon's been gracious enough to take some time out of his busy schedule and so, Brandon, take a moment, if you wouldn't mind, to share with our audience a little bit about, about uh, who you are. Uh, most likely, people in the bodybuilding space, I mean, they all know who you are, but outside of that, perhaps some of our, our listeners aren't familiar. So please take a moment or two and, and share with our audience what you do. Yeah, no problem. Um, so my name is Brandon Hendrickson, um, IFBB Men's Physique Pro. Um, so I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a professional bodybuilder. I do this for a living. It's my career, I made it a career. Actually, I went full time in 2016. I quit my full time job at the time. Wow. Um, but I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, uh, West suburbs. I was born in Chicago. Actually, before that, my family, my mom and dad, um, their families are from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. Oh, um, so my mom is from like the country, basically. Um, I call it South. It's down South, San Fernando. My dad's from the capital of Trinidad, uh, Port of Spain. Um, they, their families both moved to Chicago, and then I was born 1987. Um, they moved to the West 
suburbs of Chicago and, you know, I went to school there. Got to college. Um, actually, in, in high school, I was uh, a lot of sports, soccer, ran track, um, played football, and wrestled. And so I was in the gym a lot. And even when I was 16, I was like, you know, one day I want to be a bodybuilder. I remember uh, <laughs> I always had abs. Like, I was skinny. I was like the skinny kid, but I always had abs. And so I'd always be the one to, like, lift up my shirt and show my abs in school. So I remember that. I remember those days and saying that I wanted to be a bodybuilder someday, not knowing that I'd be the best in the world now. Like, it's crazy. Uh, then I went to college, and I literally, like, just stopped training. I would probably train, like, once every three months. It was, like, crazy. So I was just, like, it was all about school and partying in college. And then um, graduated in 2009, and I was working full-time at a hospital. I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Healthcare Management in 2009 and then um, got a full-time job at a, Centra- it's a Central DuPage Hospital. I was uh, doing a hospitality management there and that's where I kind of started bodybuilding. I remember uh, every lunch I had, I would always go to the cafe and ask for chicken breast, rice, and vegetables. <laughs> and that was where I kind of just like learned the dieting part and how important dieting was in bodybuilding. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Sure, yeah, man, totally cool. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead. And I, I've been a huge fan of the IFBB and bodybuilding since I was a kid. Uh, you know, reading Muscle and Fitness, Flex Magazine, uh, those kind of, you know, those mainstream magazines. And then uh, recently, I understand that uh, a certain... Uh, IFB pro champion by the name of Brandon Hendrickson was featured in the very same magazines I grew up <laughs> appreciating yeah. and, and thumbing through. What was that oh, like? Oh man, so cool! It was like it was like a build up to that. Like next is the front cover, but it started. I had this like when I turned pro, I had this little picture in the corner, and then <laughs> the next magazine feature I had, I had a whole page. I'm like, man, I got one page. Like it's great. It's better than being by myself in the corner with everyone else there. <laughs> and then the next feature was um, they did a, like, a spread, basically. And so hopefully this year we get a front cover. But, yeah, it was like a build-up to that. <laughs> I'm not sure which one you saw, but it was really cool just, like, seeing myself. I went and bought, like, five. I got a couple for my parents. And I just, I just keep them home. I like collect them. I don't know if that's a thing, but I do it. No, I mean, when you get older, and, you know, and um, you'll probably still have the abs when you get older, but I mean, it's something to look back. It's part of your history, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have some in my trunk. I need to take those out. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, when I'm in the car, I always have like a story to tell. And it's like cool to have a resource like right there in my trunk. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell our audience what it means to be an IFBB pro. I mean, again, I've been a a fan of the sport for years. I've been to the Olympia many times. I've been to the Arnold Classic many times over the years. Just as a fan, I competed in one show um, back in 2014, and that was in Rockford. And that was just just to just you know, to cross it off my bucket list and don the Speedos, as they say. <laughs> I did that. I did that very same show the year before, and I won my first overall at that show, Rockford. Oh, no way. With Kevin yeah, Noble? Yeah, same show. 
Yeah, Kevin Mulder. That's freaking amazing, <laughs> man. That like I remember seeing you at that show. Um, oh, and, nice. Yeah, I remember seeing you there, and you were competing, and you, you just had this very easygoing, approachable uh, aura about you. And then to see you again walking the halls over at Willow, I'm like, dude, you, you're yeah. defi- definitely bigger than the last time I saw you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, we, so it starts out as an amateur. You have to start in the amateur league. It's called National Physique Committee, the NPC. Mm-hmm. Start out in the NPC, do shows, local shows like Kevin Noble show in Rockford. Do local shows, um, try to get nationally qualified. There's only six national shows a year. Thankfully, there's one in Chicago, where I'm from. Um, so I did the Chicago. Uh, I got qualified as an amateur, went and did nationals in Chicago, got seventh place, and was quickly humbled. So I went and got a coach. And five months later, we put on 20 pounds. I did wow. a couple shows. I did uh, Rockford later, and I did uh, the Rockford, the um, fall show. And then I did Chicago and Copernicus Center in the fall. I got second place twice in a row. Then the very next show, I went to Nationals in Miami, and I won my class, and I earned my pro card. No way. So it was a three-week, <laughs> like, peak week in a row. I got second place in the two, so I'm like, man, I'm getting second place, and I'm now going to Nationals. Like, I'm going to Nationals and not even winning. So it was a big risk, but um, I definitely got my best in Nationals and then ended up winning. Oh, amazing. So walk us through a little bit about uh, what some of the work, because I know people will probably look at you and say, well, you just roll out of bed and look like that. And for those of you who uh, don't know what Brandon looks like, you, you definitely want to and we'll be sharing, you know, your social media and stuff uh, on uh, on the podcast. But uh, Brandon, what's your body fat percentage right now? Or, or, or I should say during competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to know right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, well, so I'm in the off season right now. I, I just I did eight shows this year or last year, 2018. Um, so I was dieting for eight months. And I was tough, man. By the eighth show, I was like, why did I sign up for this? But basically, um, while I'm in prep, I can get down. My lowest was at Olympia. I was about 3% body fat. Wow. Which is, like, not healthy. So I was only at that at that <laughs> body percentage for a few hours. And then until, you know, after the show. And then after the show, I was able to eat. But man, I had um, I competed a week later, so I had to stay on diet. I only ate, ate that that day, and go right back on diet because I went to Korea. I had to do a Korea Pro, and ended up winning that show too as the Mr. Olympia. Wow, let's talk about that real quickly. So, guys, um, the most and let me emphasize the most prestigious competitions and titles in bodybuilding. Uh, the first one I would say is the Olympia. Uh, up there, probably top three, I'd say, would be like the Arnold Classic. And then you've got mm-hmm. some other pro shows, uh, mm-hmm. like the New York Pro, New York, and Chicago, Toronto. Is yeah. not Toronto. And these are all national shows. 
and you've won just about all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how does that happen from a, from a skinny guy with abs working in, in, in DuPage? How does that happen? Yeah, man? what? Yeah, I know. Man, that's crazy. Like, that's where it started. I used to get made fun of because of how small my waist was. And I hated that in, in college. And, and I'm sorry, at, uh, at the hospital where I worked at, because I had to wear, uh, you know, dress pants, a belt, and dress shirt. So you could see how small I was with a belt on. And I used to get, like, I don't know if they were making fun of me, but I just didn't like that. Con- I hated, like, not hearing that I was, like, small. Or I, hate, I hated hearing that I was small. Wow. And that was what the that was that was what really honestly like started me like I I didn't want to hear that anymore so I was like wanted to get big I wanted bigger arms on the day, um, but yeah that was a side note. What was the other question? I'm sorry. No, it's just an amazing uh, thing because you've won uh, the Arnold Classic, yeah, won some of these other pro shows, and then in 2018 last year. Uh, which is probably the crowning achievement, I would think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but to win the Mr. Olympia contest, the IFBB Mr. Olympia contest with competitors from all around the world to take that crown. Holy crap. That's the Super Bowl. I know, man. That's the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. The Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is sitting. I'm literally looking at it right now. It's in front of my TV. Your name (laughs) will be forever in the history books, man. What does that feel like? It's awesome. I'm just grateful. I did not expect this. All I wanted to do was get big, get bigger. I didn't want to be small anymore. I didn't want to be made fun of anymore. I just wanted to get bigger. And uh, I got better with that, man. I got better, and I just kept going because I saw, even though it was taking a while, it always takes a long time. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And people get it twisted. Like, I remember when I started, I'm like, man, I, I, I just understood understood that this is not a sprint. Like, you're not going to see results tomorrow. But if you keep applying yourself every single day, you keep applying yourself every single day, then you have bumps in the road like Christmas and holidays, birthdays, and there's cake around, learning to say no and being disciplined. Um, That takes a lot, man. It takes a lot of uh, mental strength. But it's those things that will separate you and uh, make you help you see things. Like I've never been, I've the, only, the only reason I travel the world to bodybuild is to compete. Like now I'm able to see the world just because I just kept going to the gym and eating, eating clean. You know, like it's crazy. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. So walk me through that, man. Uh, uh, here we are. One day you're like just sick of people just, you know, talking under their breath. You wanted to just kind of prove the naysayers wrong. Every day exactly. you showed up, which I love that concept and I teach my clients and, you know, which I work with CEOs, pro athletes and so on and so forth, coaching them, you know, mindset wise. So we talk about showing up every day, even when we don't feel like it. So yeah. when you're doing prep, man, and this I'm going to love to hear during prep, and I want the audience to really grasp this, because they probably look at you and say, ah, he's got it easy, right? It's his genetics or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. But walk us through one day of prep from exercise to how many meals you take in a day, how much you stay hydrate, hydrated, so that our audience gets an idea of the commitment, the level of commitment required to do what you do. 
Yeah, it was just every day, like, especially in tech, every day. So I wake up about 7.30. I'm in the gym by 8 o'clock. I do cardio. I'm usually on the stairs. I'm on level about 8, and I do steady-state cardio for an hour. So I'll do that. I'll do cardio for an hour, fast cardio. Um, and then I'll do abs for 15 minutes, and then I'll pose. And for posing, I'll just stand there in my um, mandatory. Uh-huh. Stand there, and basically, I'm just squeezing my abs. I'm just, like, flexing my abs and holding it for for a minute and then pausing. So I'm doing that for, like, five, ten minutes. So cardio, abs, posing. I'm in the gym for already, like, an hour and a half, um, almost two hours in the morning. Go home, shower, eat breakfast, you know, do some work with big ways, my company have another meal and then after usually around meal after meal two and three i'll go to the gym and train and the training and prep it's not just like going and lifting the weight we're going and warming up for like half an hour <laughs> I'm, I'm in i'm still it's been not happened it's been 30 minutes 40 minutes and i'm still warming up with my coach man it's buckle and um wow so by the time i'm i'm done warming up i'm already sore and then now we have to lift heavy weight. Now we have to lift <laughs> compound weight. <laughs> but that's like every day. It's not just like, you need a lot of mental strength, man. Like, you can't just like, be a pussy. Like, you can't like, not do it and say no. Like, you, if you put the plates on, you have to lift it. He's going to be there to help you, but just lift it and try. So I learned that like, that relentless, that, um, not being afraid, man, just attacking it. That I learned that mental that mental strength from lifting through my coach. And um that's the type of training that I think really separated me this year. Um so yeah, that training and then I'll, after I train, um come back home and have about two meals and then I'll go back to the gym and I'll do cardio for like thirty minutes. Either fasted, I'm sorry, either uh hit uh Intensity uh, interval, interval training, or I'll do steady state for like 30, 40 minutes at night. So, and then after that, I'll have one more meal and go to sleep. There you have it, guys. What is that? Five, six meals a day. How, how much water yeah, do you get in a day? I get almost two gallons. I try to reach two gallons. Two gallons of water per day. Uh, that sounds like a couple of hours of cardio, a couple of hours of training at least. Yeah. And not to mention running a business, which we'll touch, touch uh, base on in a moment. Um, so those of you who are listening and you think that it's easy to just wake out of bed and Brandon just, you know, looks the way he does. Yeah. As you can see, he'll do more in one day than most people do in a week. <laughs> so that's pretty yeah. impressive. Go <laughs> <laughs> look at it. So um, I, I had a chance to, to look up more information uh, on you and some of the things that were really interesting to me, especially after winning the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Super Bowl. <laughs> um, you actually not, didn't just win the Super Bowl, but didn't you unseat a, a well-established champion in that division? Yeah. I believe his well, name is Jeremy. 
I, you know, my, you know, my company, Big Waves, man. I told them to bring their light fest come Olympia time. I told them. <laughs> I tried to warn them. <laughs> I tried to warn them, but hey, I don't know if you saw, man. I was going through a lot that prep, man. A lot of like social media bullying, man. Mm. And it, it got really, really bad. I was going through a lot. Mm. Like, it wasn't just... But for some reason, my tent was easy. Because everything that I was going through, I would use that as motivation. Yeah. And anytime someone, one of my competitors, it was like, so it was the top five. I'm basically beefing with like three of the, the guys in the top five. So it's me and, and two of two or three other guys that I'm beefing with online, social media, there's flashing personal stuff about me on online. And I'm just quiet. Cause if I respond, man, I'll, I'll look crazy, man. These guys are, it was just a mess, dude. It was a mess. So I had to bite my tongue a lot and just keep putting in the work. Cause I knew the best results would be winning on that stage. The best uh, response would be winning on that stage. So, um, Letting anytime I heard speak for you, man. Anytime I heard anything negative, I would go to the gym and do like five more minutes of cardio. So my I came up with this saying called five more minutes for a hater. Five more <laughs> minutes for a hater. <laughs> Love so it. Now, or you can do anything. Five more reps. If I'm training with a client and he's on ten, and I want him to get him to twelve, and scheduling two more reps for a hater. You know, two more reps for anyone that that doubted you. Five more, five more minutes for haters. So I was doing that, man. I was really living that. I was literally, my man, I just did 45 minutes of cardio. I'm going to do 50. So that'll make it. One time I was doing like two hours of cardio. It was crazy for a day. I never do that. But I was just so motivated by the doubting and the hating and all the negativity that was coming in. I just used it. That's amazing. And I know that winning this title, especially in the fashion that you did, unseating someone who's held on to that title for many years, I think it was like four or five years, something like that, right? Um, he had it for four years. He was going for five this year. Went for until five. I was until like you know. till till the new era, so to speak, came in. <laughs> the new era came. I like that. Wow. Um that's fantastic, and, and, and congratulations on that win. I actually watched the show online, which was really cool. And when I, I saw you win the Arnold as well, I was like, man, go figure. How oh, wow, you saw it? I saw it online, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, actually, wait a minute. No, that Arnold, that was actually there. In 16, I was at the Arnold. But then this Olympia, oh. I actually bought my tickets, bought everything, was ready to go to Vegas this year, but then got a call to do some consulting on another project for OSHA. And I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and I'm going to have to cancel this trip and then just go tend to tend to this project. But I believe it or not, I was watching the show in my car yeah. on my phone. Oh, wait, Olympia? <laughs> the, the Olympia. I saw the entire Olympia oh, okay. on my phone in the car on the way back. <laughs> you had to see it. You had to see it. <laughs> I know the feeling. Did Absolutely. you know? Did you know? Yeah, you knew me before. You knew me. Yeah, before. so you know I was going to compete. Yeah, from the Kevin Noble. So that's why I'm like, to watch you oh, win, man. I was like, man. <laughs> and then knowing that you were just a good dude, I was like, you know what? This is great because we need, you know, good ambassadors in the sport. People, you know, integrity. People who, who aren't so full of themselves. You know what I mean? Especially in this sport, which seems to be really 
you know, self-centered at times, that kind of thing, but narcissistic. Man, it was a mic change. Yeah. I think it was a mic change that we made. I'm glad they gave it to me, honestly. I worked for it, man. I worked. Dude, I, was, I, didn't, just, I didn't just get it. I got fifth. I, 2015 was the first time I qualified for the Olympia. Top five, we qualified. We, uh, automatic qualification for the next year, top five. 2015, my debut year, I get fifth place. I don't like 20 guys. My debut year gets fifth, so I requalified for 2016. 2015, I win the Arnold Classic in March. So, man, you just finished Arnold Classic. You went ahead and won the Olympia. Uh, did you ever think that that was going to happen? No, not at all. But um, I definitely trained for it, though. My coach, <laughs> he was not playing with me this year. I mean, he literally lives through me. Like, he used to be an old uh, bodybuilder. He's probably in his mid-40s now. Um, but he, he pretty much retired a couple years ago, and has just been coaching me. He's got a team now called Underground Athletes based out of Chicago. And um, he, everything that, <laughs> he believes in me more than I believe in myself. Everything that I've won or that's happened, he said it was going to happen. He said I was going to win the Olympia. Didn't say anything. He didn't care about anyone else. He just said, you're, it's yours. It's your show. You're going to win the Olympia. And we're talking eight weeks out, nine weeks out. He's saying this. And I'm still holding on to, you know, fat and waterway. I'm like, what? Are you, are you sure? But it was, it was the off-season work, which is like probably the most important part yeah. of your prep is in the off-season. It was what, in the off-season, what we did. So all I had to do was just chip away, chip away every single week. And, man, I was bringing it. And I saw it. I was seeing what he was seeing also. Um, but, uh, yeah, ended up winning. That, that prep was tough, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to cheat meal? Probably pizza. <laughs> Luminati's, uh, Fowler and stuff. What are we talking? Man, so if I don't, there's a place called Pequod in the city. There's only yes. two. I've heard of it. Yeah, Pequod in Chicago, man. You have to try it. Everyone always talks about Luminati's or Giordano's, and I love Giordano's. Uh, if I were to pick between Giordano's and Luminati's, it's Giordano's. But, I mean, uh, Pequod is way better than those two. I'm just going to say that. Okay, got it. I got, <laughs> I, I got it as a mental note. I, that's going to happen. So here we are, bodybuilding. You went to college for a specific... Um, a major, and then you started working, in, you know, in corporate America, as they say, and then all of a sudden, you find yourself winning the most, the most prestigious title in all of bodybuilding from uh, on the Olympia stage in 2018, actually taking it from unseating a, a really a legend in the sport in his own right. What's next for you, man? What are you doing? What's, what's going to happen next? Oh, well, more Olympias. <laughs> more, more Olympias and just representing the brand and the industry um, to the best of my ability. What I'm trying to do is take it to the mainstream. Um, so I don't know if you saw the feature I got on NBC. It was a local uh, feature they did on me. I saw the um, trailer, yes. Um, no, no, um, the local news, NBC, uh, like, it wasn't on the show. 
Oh, NBC uh, Nightly News. Like yeah, it was night, the Evening night. News. Yes, I remember. Yeah, the Evening News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they um, they did that, and they highlighted bodybuilding, which never happened. Correct. You know, so like that was I was super grateful for that. But I think honestly, think it's because of being in men's physique. It's really um, people are open to it and open to um, getting that on the mainstream. Um. So yeah, that. Uh, Getting that to the mainstream, I got big waves that we're uh, we're trying to get a lot bigger. It's my brand, Big Waves. Uh, we're actually going to do a, another expo at the LA Fit Expo at the end of this month in LA, and then basically we're just doing like a tour. You know, that's what I did last year. Um, it was the Big Waves Asia tour, but I also competed. So I did Korea, Tokyo, and China, and you know, we brought all of my bracelets, all of socks and backpacks shirt, you know, stuff like that, just for the brand. Um, so just growing that this year, getting a clothing line for that. Um, and like I said, just traveling more, you know, representing the NPC ISDB uh, for this year. You know, that, it, there's so many opportunities in bodybuilding. Yeah. It can take you anywhere. It doesn't matter. So, you know, sky's the limit, really. Where would you like to see yourself, say, in the next um, three to five years in terms of... Yeah, um, yeah, opening, I want to open my own gym. So I plan on doing that. Um, but next five to ten years, I plan on promoting my own show. Um, we're going to call it Big Waves Production. And um, hopefully promote my own show within five to ten years. But three to five years, I would say uh, just opening a gym. That's the goal right now. And, uh, you know, keep being, keep being in Mr. Olympia as long as I can. What do you think is, or here's a better question. You're in business now uh, and you're seeing all these opportunities, learning about branding, branding yourself, branding a specific product or branding a specific movement, which is something that we, you know, obviously work with clients with. But the question I have for you is what is one strategy uh, for our audience's sake that you've learned in the process of bodybuilding that you can apply or have applied to your business? I would say time management. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest part. Um, as far as learning when to get up at a certain time to go do a certain thing, even when you don't want to, you know, making sure certain, thing ha certain things happen because they just have to happen. Um, not making any excuses and consistency doing it um, every single day and um, applying something every single day into big ways, whether it's a post online or me going out and giving, um, you know, or just texting, giving out a pair of socks or something. Sometimes I'll give out, I'll give away a bracelet in the gym, you know, just little stuff like that. So as long as I'm doing something every single day, um, it can only grow. And that's just, just like bodybuilding. Love it. Love it. Taking intentional daily or doing intentional daily tasks. Uh, and then eventually uh, you'll see the results over time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, be patient. Let's talk about relationships real quickly. I mean, w without getting too detailed or whatnot, but I know that you have a special someone that's been very supportive. How, how does, how do you keep that like together considering your schedule? 
Um, she, she always makes sure she's there. <laughs> um, no, I love her, man. We've been together for uh, four years, a little over four years now, Danielle. Wow. Um, yeah, we went through our, you know, bumps in the road, but that's normal. But, you know, we just stuck it out and remained strong. And she's been nothing but uh, um, a blessing, a blessing to me and my wife. I've only progressed so much this far, you know, um, with her by my side. You know, who knows what the future is going to hold. But it's been going really well, man. And um, she really helped me to just focus and, you know, stay up, keep my priorities together, keep me in the house. <laughs> you know, it's definitely um, good to have a, you know, strong relationship. Somebody that understands what you want to do and wants to see you progress, I think that's, like, really important. Yeah, I can tell you firsthand as a business owner, you know, and we've just, uh, last year we got into, we started serving clients in five different countries. And I can tell you firsthand that having a, a, a supportive partner, someone who gets you, like you just mentioned, it, yeah. is, it really is, it is a blessing, but I think it, it really just helps sustain that balance and focus that, um, that wouldn't be there otherwise. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Like, if I was single, it was just even just being with her, she has that personality where she's on top of things way more than I am, especially because <laughs> I'm an athlete. Like, I'm an athlete, so it's hard to be the athlete and the um, scheduling the flights and the hotels. And So I have heard of, like, pick out the compare hotels and compare flights and stuff. Yeah, you know she does it the right way and helps out with money, my uh, finances and stuff. Make sure I'm, you know, uh, being responsible. You know, not blowing my money on everything. Sure. So yeah, it's just definitely having someone there that understands because she wants to see me grow too. And the more I grow, the more she grows, and yep. the more we grow. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I totally yeah. get it, and uh, I respect that for sure. So as we wrap up this this conversation, man, again, thank you so much for taking time out um, and then enduring our technical difficulties to oh uh, man no. this interview, man. I've you know been curious about your story, and I'm really proud to uh, be part a small part, play a small part in being able to share your story. Um, and so one last thing I wanted to ask you is, how are you staying grounded, man? I, you know, as an athlete getting pulled left and right, everybody offering you the world and, you know, the pressure of, you know, being here, doing that, and the expectations that may be put on um, on a title or, or whatnot. How are you staying grounded? And I think this is going to be really important, especially for those who are listening, who have like large platforms and, and followers. Uh, what's one thing that you would say you practice uh, to help you just stay grounded? Well, um, I... A lot of that comes from my parents, just, you know, how I grew up. Um, I just don't forget where I come from, you know? I never got anything handed to me. And when it came to bodybuilding, nothing was handed to me. So it was, it was an easy progress. It wasn't like a surprise for me. I knew that I had to work. I knew how to work hard for something that I wanted. and knew that it, it takes time, work, and patience to get what you want. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, that comes down to my parents, man, that having them in my life. And then I do a lot of things on the side, man. I do um, volunteering. Um, I just did a toy drive with one of my sponsors out here in Chicago. 
and going to church every week. Um, so that that's those things like that, man, where I'm just can be not be this popular Mr. Olympia Brandon Hendrickson. I could be a regular person and do regular things and help and give back, you know, do the right thing, do good things. And that's, so I think those, those are the things that kind of keep you grounded. Very impressive. Where can our audience learn more about you? Uh, social media, websites, et cetera. I'd love for you to share those uh, with our audience. Yeah. I have a website, bigwavesfitnesstraining.com, bigwavesfitnesstraining.com. Um, it has like kind of like my story on there. Um, I have motivational videos. There's apparel you can purchase right there. And then I have an Instagram, which is Brandon Flex, but I'm difficult. So I made the A of V. So it's B-R-V. <laughs> B-R-V-N-D-O-N-F-L-E-X-X. So two X's. Brandon Flex on Instagram. And then Facebook, it's just Brandon Hendrickson, ISPD Pro. Fantastic. Brandon, thank you again for taking the time and joining us here today on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. Life hackers. Hey, just wanted to take a quick message to thank you for your continued support. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us on many occasions, I want to personally thank you because we do this to support entrepreneurs just like you. Hey guys, please take 60 seconds today to visit iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. This will help us grow organically and inspire more entrepreneurs just like you. Now, while you're there, please leave us a review and I promise to read each and every comment and apply your suggestions as we continue to improve our show. Also, if you like free stuff, then make sure to like our official Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs fan page for upcoming guest information and free giveaways. Guys, this is David Ubita, your host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.